Welcome back to Of Lore and Legend. Last week, our three teams of heroes converged, having each of their leads bring them to the farming town of Tradeacre to meet with the small gnome wizard Arthur Onduvius, Titus, the very young Tortle, and Ghibli, the spry dwarf, being already acquainted with the wizard, helped to welcome both other parties into the wizard's tower. The most unique trio, Edovard, the diseased man, Venora, the colorful half-orc, and Lumen, the mothman, are able to meet with their prospective new employer shortly before the final three arrive. Upon the arrival of the final party, Cephas, the hulking Goliath, Clonus, the study dwarf, and Hullock, the bright-eyed man. Breakfast is prepared and the terms of employment are negotiated. After adequate payment has been agreed upon, the newly met team of eight agree to help keep Arthur and his mysterious artifact safe and sound until the danger has been dealt with. The layout of the tower being noted by the new bodyguards and Arthur worried only of being attacked under the cover of night, the eight are loosed upon the city to resupply from the long road and prepare for Ghibli's big night. We pick up with the unlikely duo of Edelvard and Cephas as they begin their first excursion into Tradeacre. Okay. Where are we going? Uh, we're going to uh, the market yeah. to find uh, a place to buy hand axe and then also going to the... Uh, temple where I might be a prospective donor. <coughs> okay. Yeah. You're going to donate a kidney? Um, Save a page life? Go ahead and I'm make a perception a check, each of you, while looking for a place to buy. Very perceptive. You got it. That I thought it would Ten. One zero. I'm going to roll on here because this is very... We're not very no. perceptive. Watch, I went and it bounces. So. There we go. Dude, it bounced there. Uh, no, oh, sorry, seven. Okay. Nice. Uh, looking around for like 20, 30 minutes through these um, bustling streets of people everywhere, you do eventually come across um, a place called Gloom Falls. Uh, it looks like kind of a run-of-the-mill um, general store. Um, it's not a smithy or anything like that. Is that what you were looking for? Or were you looking for a store that might have weapons? Or were you looking for like a place that makes them? Just anywhere I could get a hand axe. So if it looks like they have... This one looks like... Uh, I mean, kind of looking through... It's like an open... Um, well, it looks like a rinky-dink building with a big sign on top that says Gloom Falls. And it's just painted on in dark black paint. Um... But the front of it is like one of those old concession stand kind of things that has something that, uh, like a flap on the wall that folds down and clicks into place so it opens up like this counter. Oh. And so looking in, you can see some shields and swords as well as a bunch of other stuff. It I'm looking like a- for first for someone who looks at me in a sort of reverent way that makes me recognize, hey, I think they're a follower of Ilmater, like you said to me, as, as I'm in the city. Oh, right. okay. You said that there are people more on occasion. On occasion, it's not okay. like constant. Okay, but walking around, you, you've had like, you, like on this incur like excursion, like going for thirty minutes, you've had like one person. Okay, well then that one person, mm-hmm. I will have wanted to go up to them and ask them 
if they know the city mm. and if they could direct me to the best place to buy something like a hand axe. And I'll point to the one I already have. Okay. Um, you walk up to a fairly elderly woman. Um, who you may to bless you. And you. She kind of thinks for a bit after you ask her. Um... Probably Lahal's. Uh, it's uh, uh, she used to work for the the smithing guild. Um, not a lot of weapons around here, but what you can find is serviceable. Um, she does a lot of fixing up of tools and farming equipment, but she probably has something. I thank you for your kindness. She kind of points you in a direction, says like 10 or 15 minutes, that way you should see it. Your mater is You'll good. You'll probably hear it before you see it. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. points in a random direction. You'll she probably points straight up into the, the sky. She is old. <laughs> uh, thank goodness you didn't point straight down to the dirt. Um, so you guys did stumble across <laughs> this like general store. Are you going to... Well, I think... We had to do a little price check. What do you think? That sounds tremendous. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, walking forward to this little stand, there's a couple people standing in front of it. You wait, um, and once they're done, you see standing behind the counter uh, is a halfling male. <clears throat> you see he's got like. Some salt and pepper sideburns that come down towards his chin, so they almost connect, but there's just this cutoff. Yeah. Yeah, and he looks up at the two of you. Oh, hi. Uh, what can I get you? The name is Henley Gloomfall. What are you looking for? Well, hello, sir. We are looking for hand axe. Something like this. And I show him the one I have. Right. All right. I, got, I think I got one of those. How many of them do you need? Three. Three? Okay. Um, let me see what I've got. And he kind of rifles around in uh, the the uh, storage. There's like a bunch of chests in the back. You see, he had a few things hanging behind him. Um, he's actually got some of what looks like... Um, like recent kills or hunts that people have brought in kind of hanging like there's some rabbits and like some chunks of meat from like a deer or something um so for you this is kind of reminiscent of of home but or where you most recently were uh but he rifles around in in the storage area and then finally uh pops up with two of them these two they're very different makes um very different ages. One of them is um, fairly pristine. It looks almost never used. Um, pretty sharp. Might need a good sharpening, but not too much. Uh, and it is, it's got a wooden handle, pretty nice uh, polished metal. Uh, the other one is fairly old. It's not like decrepit and overly rusty, but it's probably iron. It's um, all one big sheet of, one big piece of metal um, that was forged and stuff into place, but... Um, it's a little bit older and a little bit more dull. Uh, he puts the two of them forward. Uh, he gestures to the fairly nice one, um, the well-polished one, and says, uh, this one here, uh, four gold. Uh, this one here, we'll do three. I, uh, pick up the nice one. Okay. 
and inspect it for quality. Make an investigation check. <laughs> I will, um, I'll pay three for the, the forecast. The what? The forecast one. Yeah. I'll pay it just three. needs a good sharpening, but it seems to be, it should be decent use. I give him three. Twelve. If you, uh, if you want to throw in an extra gold there, I'll sharpen it for you. I'm all right, thank you. All right. What was it? Twelve? Twelve. It looks decent make. It doesn't look super old. Um, it looks, like I said, barely used. It's probably seen... It's probably seen battle, like, once. Um, you're not sure what it went up against, but there's a couple, like, notches in the blade. Goblin wraps. Where it, like, would have torn through maybe some armor or something. Uh, but... And you've only got the two, then, man. I only got the two. All right. Psyche. All right. Four gold it is. Um, I, I have told my friend here I'd uh, try to get him a, one as well, so we'll go to Lumenfall, I guess is what it was called. Oh, Lahal? Lahal oh. as well. <clears throat> okay. Lahain. Lahain. Whoa. Uh, following the directions of the old woman, what? go ahead and make, uh, make a perception check. Five. <laughs> Five? No. I reversed it in my head. Three. <laughs> right? Because I should be taking away. Yeah, right. You spend the better part of 45 minutes or so kind of wandering um, before somebody does eventually come up and kind of like go and say, hey, you know, the same thing the old woman did, like um, recognizes your worship to Ilmater. Um, and through some quick conversation, they kind of guide you in the right direction. Uh, it is a, it's like a, it's a kind of a tent bazaar area where there's a bunch of different little market shops and stuff. And one of these tents sitting out front, there's a series of tables with various tools, like, um, a bunch of farming equipment and and tools and stuff sitting out there, uh, all in pretty decent condition. But in the back, you see a whole forge set up and somebody back there currently like just hammering away on what looks like this large shovel. Um, as you walk up, somebody else walks up to you and uh, it's a, she's a fairly nice um, looking elderly woman. She's like nice looking. <laughs> well, that's funny. I mean, nice in the sense of like kind. Hello. Um, <laughs> she's really kind looking. Um, Whereas many of them here kind of can tend to look uh, overworked and and uh, grungy almost, but um, she's wearing fairly nice clothing, um, an apron that's kind of stained with oil and stuff on it. She walks up and introduces herself. Um, Hello, my name is Gloria. Gloria, it'll make to bless you. I'm looking for an andax, something like this, and I show her my hand axe, not mm-hmm. the one I just bought. <laughs> trash one. I have no idea. Are you looking for something custom made? Specifically for you, or just something that we might have lying around? Well, something you've got lying around would be nice. Alright. Not sure what a out. custom make would cost me. Well, we do good work here. We don't specialize in weapons, so if you had asked for a custom made one, I probably would have said no. All right, then. What you've got lying around? Um, 
she goes kind of rifling around some weapon racks and tool racks and stuff until she does find sitting in the back. She has three that she comes brings forward. On occasion, people uh, need to put something down so that they can purchase new equipment, and these are things that people have traded in. She puts them forward and says you can uh, take your pick of whichever one you'd like. Um, whichever one you'd like to buy, Each, any of them are five gold. Um, all three of them look decent. Um, they look more along the lines of... They are they are all um, full cast or whatever it was that you'd said. Um, a single piece of metal. All iron. Um, various states of use. None of them are like so overused that they look like they're about to break, but none of them are beautiful and new. While I look at these, can you tell me of your opinion of this quality? And I hand her the axe I just bought. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, I just want her opinion on its quality. Okay, she takes it. Wow, she rolled a natural 20. Um, looking it up and down. Uh, I'm not much of a warrior, but if I were to... If I were, I would say probably something that's full cast, the whole piece of metal on its own, is probably safer. Less chance of it breaking if you hit something real hard. Um, but it seems to be fit in there pretty well. It'll be lighter, so if you tend to throw them, it'll be nice. It'll be a good throwing axe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be top heavy, so it's, it's going to find that you know it's going to strike true more likely. I think. But if you want something weighted, you know, swing hard, I'd say maybe something along these lines here. Very good. I'll take mm, this one here. Okay, you just grab one. I just grab one. Sounds good. The middle one. Okay. So, five gold for those. And uh, we'll uh, go ahead and sharpen it for you, if you don't mind. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So she takes it back to... You see a large, burly, half-orc man that's been hammering away at this large shovel. And uh, she takes it back to him, and he kind of, almost welcoming the break from what he's been doing, sets what he's been doing aside... Uh, and he goes to work on a grindstone with this for a little bit. You guys have to wait 10 or 15 minutes um, before he brings it forward. It's lightly polished as well. He didn't go too far, but he did give it a nice edge. Very good. Oh, that sprite's very good. You need anything else there, bandage no, man? No, I, I think I'll be heading yeah. back to the tower. No. no, no, you ought to come to the temple with me. Oh, I don't think I insist. Come on. <clears throat> Good to see the town. Burst into flames or something. No, I, I, I really do think I should head to the tower. You know, they need me. Well, I could carry you if you'd like. Perhaps I'll just walk. No, come with me. It'll be good for you. I really don't. <laughs> believe it will, but... Um, Maybe someone there know what to do with all these bandages and such. Sure. We can go to the temple. That sounds like a wonderful idea. My man. And I'm about to, like, pat him on the back and I stop my hand and think about it. <laughs> think about leprosy. I pat you on the back. <laughs> wrist falls off. Yeah, your wrist falls off. <laughs> okay. Um, I, want that I will say, I'm not going to require a roll. Uh, as a pretty outwardly spoken and like pretty forward that you are, I uh, worship. No, my dad. No, but of the cloth, people take notice of that, and you can be guided to the temple district. Um, you see, 
a collection of <laughs> in the yeah. Mundo with the sword. Yeah, with the sword. Um, you see a collection of temples, uh, four large ones to be specific. Um, you see one of them is this tall, kind of open, almost Greek cathedral-style building, or whatever those were called, I don't remember, or pavilion, um, with the tall, like, uh, white pillars with the many facets on them, and it's entirely open. At the center of it, there's this massive tree that is growing out, and uh, its limbs kind of stretch out and curl around the roof of it. Um, this is, is actually go ahead and roll a religion check for me. I can tell you what the four of them are. May I as well? Sure. Right. And there's one that you're looking for, and oh. it's got a bunch of people selling animals at extremely marked. Thirteen. Okay, you recognize this one? It's pretty clear. Um, Jude, what was yours? Uh, very poor. Very poor. Six. Six. You do not know any of these. Um, this one is pretty obvious. Uh, uh, it is Barlow. She is the the deity of life, life that is in everything. Um, the next one, uh, you see it is a large stone building um, full of like these metal tubes kind of shooting out all around it. And out of these metal tubes, you see billowing smoke from each uh, each one. I mean, at different times, like some of them will just kind of pour out this black smoke out into the air and then they'll stop for a bit. And then this hot black smoke will shoot out of another one. And um, <clears throat> it looks like, like an underground, like... Uh, some place that's burning coal and oil for whatever reason, and you could hear a bunch of like individual things moving around, made of metal, like clanging against one another. One another, and uh, this one you do not recognize the like who it must Definitely be worshiping. The Barlow, yeah, uh, that one's a little far away from Barlow. <laughs> they don't put those right up next to each other. The next one is uh, you see it looks Deer. it is it is uh, made to look as though it is on this large hill. Um, the hill is made of stone, and it is carved to look like clouds. And at the top of it, you see uh, all sorts of um, forging equipment and um, like blacksmithing stations and all of this. Uh, you recognize this as the Temple of Azotol. There is a temple portion in the back. It looks like this tall, almost like a, like a Viking-style hall. Um, and then you do recognize the Temple of Miradine. Um, you see it's like a, uh, a very large kind of log cabin-esque building uh, made entirely of wood, um, fairly open, doesn't really have any closed off walls, and they're uh, just this kind of orange glow of a large bonfire that's in the center of it that is kind of flowing outward. And in the, towards the back of it, there are a whole set of three other buildings that have some purpose that you're not aware of. All right, well, I'm going to head to Meridine, but maybe... You ought to check that one out, then. I point to the Temple of Life. What was it? Barlow? Barlow. Yes, with all the metal workings and steam smoke coming out of it. No, not that one. Perhaps the one that looks like it's on clouds. It's a bit gone. No, not that one at all. I don't. Oh, the other one. The other one. It's um, a Temple of um, Barlow. Barlow? Temple of Life. Never found um, the nature and animals to be quite exactly what welcoming. How's that feel? You know, what's under all those bandages? How's it feel? Not good. <laughs> Does it hurt then? No, no, it's not. Um, <clears throat> it's it's not a pain. It's it's um, like a weight. A 
away like a burden. Sure. You know who can carry that? Let me guess. Uh, Cerebrum. Your maida can carry. <laughs> That's right. God of the rack. The God who suffers so that you don't have to, eh? I seem to think I've been rather built up and made stronger through my suffering. Doesn't seem like something to pass off. Your burden can be his, and he'd gladly bear it for you. Read I'll that book. I'll go check out this temple of life. It's in your back pocket, I believe. Oh, that's right. Maybe give it a read then. Sure. See you in a bit. In a bit. Very much a man of God. I will walk towards the Temple of Life. Begrudgingly. Towards the Temple of Barlow? Are you going to Mirrodine? Um, walking up to the Mirrodine Temple, you are met. It's like our conversations. You are met pretty quickly um, by a, a couple women who are. They have their hair tied back behind them. Um, you see children like running around them that they're trying to kind of corral. Um, and they look at you and each of them kind of bow. Um, warrior, are you one of ours? I am a paladin of Ilmater, god of suffering. But he would not see that these little ones suffer. You take care of these orphans then? We do. We have some families who don't have places to live that we uh, host here, as well as um, a number of children who do not have. I just wanted to look about. I might be coming into some gold here soon, and I want to make a donation, and... Oh. Well, I gotta see where my money's going, eh? Fair enough. Would you like the tour? I'd love it. Okay. Now, I'll say for the next hour or so, they show you around the beautiful temple, their kitchens and everything. Everything is very... Um, How are the accommodations for the children? They seem to be treated... As though um, whatever the nicest place in in the temple to for people to sleep, they put the children in. Mm. So the children are given what is whatever is most uh, comfortable and safest. So like deepest into the buildings, farthest from farthest from like immediate. Um, well, not to evacuate. From no, the not not in that way. But I just mean like. Do they not have like the nightstands next to the bed with drawers? The children. Yeah. Uh, there is one particular room that has like 10 beds in it where most of the children stay. Um, I'd say there's like a few chests in the room that some of them share. I'd like to request something. Would it be possible to include one of these, since my last track that I have right now, in the chests out of there? I'll make more, I promise. And I show them. She kind of... Re- Reads through. Temple. Go to roll the persuasion check. Mirrodon. Would you mind? <laughs> yeah. If I put my god. Hey, can I put the core on? Uh, it's persuasion. <laughs> 15. Okay. That's not bad at all. Well, it was 11. Oh, she kind of are. thinks about it. Yeah, you're uh, I will show this to the head priest, but I I have a feeling he'll be fine with it. As far as I'm aware, Ilmater and Mirrodine are on fairly good terms. They're... Their, uh, their goals line up pretty clearly. Ah, uh, thank you for asking then. But uh, how, ma- how many do you have? Just the one? Just for one for now, but I'll have more, I promise. Okay. 
Uh, I will find out, and when you return with more, I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine with it. All right, and then I, uh, I'll leave. Okay. Um, Edivard walking forward towards the Temple of Barlow. Are you going in? Uh, I'll see how my day goes as on each step. Okay. Each step is with relative ease, as much ease as you have in your daily life already. I will... Is it an open door? Is it a door? It's just almost entirely open in general. It's like those old Greek pavilions, these tall white pillars that's open to the center where there's this huge tree growing out. <clears throat> it's a very, very large building. My gaze is down, but I, I will go in. Yeah. Okay. You just kind of, without looking at where you're going, eventually reach the steps and take a few at a time. <clears throat> and you're walking in until your feet touch grass. Stepping off of this marble now onto grass, you can hear like a creak and um, what sounds like animals occasionally kind of jumping around in the water. It's a nice reprieve. Uh, is there the tree in the center? Yeah. Are you looking up? <clears throat> yeah, I'll okay. lift my... Yeah. You lift your head, look forward, you do see this massive what looks like an oak tree, kind of up to the ceiling um, its branches huge, full of leaves, and they kind of branch outside the temple and curl around over the top of it. I'll approach the tree. Okay. Walk, walking forward towards the tree, you can see like a small little body of water and um, some animals kind of kneeling down and drinking from it. And you do see a couple people here and there walking around in long, cream, like cream-colored and green robes. I will. I'll go up to the tree and <clears throat> just brush my hand alongside it. Okay. Brushing your hand alongside, it's this kind of smooth bark that is rough, you know, like very, very fine sandpaper almost. But um, I will press my forehead against it and just kind of to myself whisper, um, perhaps you. You press your forehead to it, just kind of lying there, and you do it for a few minutes, or moments, I should say, until um, something kind of startles you, some a hand on your shoulder, and you turn to see uh, a clergyman with robes. He kind of pulls his hood back, got long uh, braided hair that he kind of pulls back a little bit, and he looks up at you and... You don't look like you uh, make your way in here very often, do you? No, I, I don't make a habit of it, no. Probably because you shouldn't. Why, why, why is that? You're unwelcome. You're unclean. You're unnecessary. You're unnatural. Take a step back on the His hand is tripping your shoulder. <laughs> Make an athletics or acrobatics check. Ooh, 19. A strong man. You push out of it, and he's looking at you, his eyes. You watch as branches like vines slowly start to pour out of the sides of them as the tree, like, reaches out and fuses to the side of him. And you watch, he kind of gets taller for a second, and his eyes burning red. The avatar. Unwelcome. 
unclean. I think I will take my Unnecessary. Leave. And I try to go around him. Okay. Uh, as you take a step towards the door, he gladly steps aside, but you do watch as this massive arm of, like, wood and vine shoots forward towards you. Uh, oh go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Oh my word! I don't like a habit of going into these places. Ooh, Sounds like you should. Dexterity saving throw? What have you done? Eleven. Eleven? Um, you have this searing pain as into your back something crashes into you but there's no immediate pain and you open up your eyes and you're lying on the ground as this priest is looking over you you do suffer five psychic damage oh my God. this priest is looking down and he he reaches down the same priest you saw who just transformed and changed before your eyes is now holding a hand out to you a normal man a human man um are, are you alright? I'm um, quite. <clears throat> I'm, I'm. I'm quite all right. I was just overcome by the. He scenery. helps lift you up, kind of pats you on the back. <clears throat> You're sick. You should get a meal here. And he reaches down and he pulls out a, a couple silver, puts it in your hand. Go get yourself a meal. I, I take the silver and hastily leave. Um, on the outside, is there like an offering box or anything? Uh, there is like a little collection box in the I'll corner. I'll just toss the silver back in okay. there. Yeah. And wait back where I was uh, for... In the center square? Cephalopod or whatever okay. his name is. Cephalopod? Cephas. So like an hour later he comes back. Oh. So I've just kind of made my place sitting down. <laughs> yeah. People come by and maybe toss me a cup or I don't know. Do you want to play up the like sick fool a little sure, bit? Yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm a performance. sick fool. Have you guys... Eleven. Somebody tosses you two copper. I'll take it. You just got rid of the two silver. Yeah, two copper. Blood money. All right. Uh, with that, is your guys' little, ex- you know, escapade here or whatever it's called, Tom? Escapade? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get right to work on making more of those pamphlets. Okay. So, so the might, rest of the day you spend... I might need to go because I don't think I actually have it in my... Paper and pencil. Yeah, I need paper... Okay, I can say with relative ease, you can spend, like, uh, four silver and get, like, a stack of a, a hundred sheets of paper okay. and some writing required. Right. Fair. It's like charcoal pencil and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. We'll do that, then. Okay. Um, who else was going to the market? There was some. Oh, was it you two? These guys. We were going to the rodeo. Yeah, we were going oh, to the yeah. fun and or games. Yeah. I was oh, gonna, early. Okay. Yeah, I was going to scout out the place first, see what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, he was that, being responsible. I was not. Then after that, uh, we, were, we were just going to go and uh, what do you call it? Do a little on you. Okay. Um, now in combat, go ahead and make an investigation check if you want to take a peek around. Then I'll describe what the the spit and sp- I think it's called the spit and spill. Yep. Spit and spill. Both, ah! both of us. Uh, if you're both investigating, How dare you no, I, I'm just. I want you're just there. I, I want fun. Dude, I okay. No. So I can investigate for fun. Dude, no. Him to go to <laughs> oh, that was a good well, roll. <laughs> I would probably get very distracted with a four. Him. A four? Yeah. Okay. Dude, when you get there, uh, you notice it is a large, open air, and very spacious tavern of sorts. Um, you see 
it's this large circular building um, that is open to the public uh, and has a couple spaces where there's like rooms that you could go into and uh, watch the events from like a private room or whatever. Um, but it's like, it's just basically um, like a, can- a big circular oval canopy that you stand under and you watch at the center where the event is going on. Right now you see uh, a halfling and a half-orc out there kind of like dancing around while this huge longhorn bull is chasing one of them. The other one tries to tackle it to the ground. Most of the time it's the halfling being chased and the half-orc tackling to the ground. But a couple times the half-orc kind of like is cornered and the halfling tries but fails. Um, but right now there's a group of like 50 or 60 people kind of scattered about through this huge building um, that are watching it. I mean, there's a, there's two sec- two areas uh, with, like, bars where people are serving drinks and some food on either end of it, but most of it is, like, open air. Um, at the center of it, though, it's this huge open oval space full of sand that's down about, like, five, or five to seven feet or whatever um, from the level that everybody's standing on. Kind of similar to how the first tavern was. Kind of, but on a much bigger scale. Okay. Like, this is, instead of where that was, like, I think, like, 15 feet by 15 feet, this is more like 60 feet by 85 feet. It's this big oval pit. Um, and mm. you see in the center of it, running around, chasing this bull of these two guys. And they, they get turned around, and now that bull is chasing them and all that. Um, but snooping around, kind of looking for stuff, um, that's the majority of what you notice. There's nothing really... I mean, it's very open, so there's not a lot of areas where, like, if you wanted to hide or, like, put um, put uh, on Duvius in, like, a really, really secure place. Not a lot of it, except there's, like, two private rooms. You don't see anybody in them right now, but you're not sure how to obtain them. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's the kind of like the setting, the ambiance. Uh, is it kind of like a lot more... Um, uh, La, la, laid back, a casual. Is it more like um, it's a cleaner? Is it a ring, a rinky dinky? Um, I don't know how else to describe it. It's kind of like an outdoor rodeo at a county fair. Okay. Um, if the outdoor rodeo, instead of like bleachers and stuff, everyone's sitting in, it was a like um, a simple um, wooden stand with like a roof above it. That's about a fifteen foot wide space that it makes this big circle around the center pen, if that makes sense. So, like, um, instead of a building, it's just open walls, and there's these posts in the ground that have a roof over them, and it makes this, like, 15-foot area of cover that circles around this big pen. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then there's two sections, one on either side, that look like private rooms, maybe where, like, the mayor is able to watch from, like, a secure place. Um, and maybe a special guest or something like that. Um, so you could maybe try and get one of those for him if you wanted the most security. If not, everybody's kind of in an open air area and there's seating and then there's like steps for standing room where people can look down into the pit. And this place could probably easily, easily hold, because it's open air, but like for people to still see like three to 500 people that could stand around it and still see whatever's going on. Pretty decent. Yeah, it's much bigger scale than what you where you performed last time All right. or dueled last time. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> now, do I see anyone that kind of looks like is um, is not the narrator per se, but like the MC, the one that's like um, mm-hmm. kind of like organize the organizer, the manager of these um, of these bullfights. Right. Let me double check here to see my if I put that down in here. 
Um, and Venora, you're with them, I'm assuming, because you wanted to go to the rodeo. I just gave a description of what the rodeo place looked like. Did you want to try and look for, like... It doesn't... Like an open okay. It's like an open rodeo, like, pen place. Like, there's, there's two building rooms that are closed off, but the rest of it is, like, seating and stuff open, looking into this pit, and then it just is open to the rest of the city. There's no like, there's no like upper seating or anything. It's like if we were, it's like a 65 foot by 85 foot long oval um, pit that goes down about five feet into the ground and then it's filled with sand and then people just stand around it and look down into it or sit around it and look down into it. And then there's like some standing tables and stuff because they do serve drinks and food and then that, that's it. But I assume the majority of our time here would be out here, not in the bar no, the two rooms are like private viewing rooms. They have like windows and stuff where people can look at it and they're like blocked off with doors. So like the mayor could go in there and have a private viewing room without, with security or whatever. So you may be able to get him in one of those, like I was telling him, but you don't know how you would go about doing that. Um, you do see in the ring, in the in like the far corner from you, you see a half-orc man dressed in kind of uh, like some plumage like this like poofy white shirt at the collar that goes down to down his sleeve and at the end there's these like poofs on the end of it and then a dark burgundy red overcoat that comes down to like a point on either side of his legs he's standing there um with this for lack of a better term just this like kind of sharpened cowboy hat where it is a cowboy hat the tops of it come to like points and the ends of it here come to points with what look like um like tusks of some sort of animal uh, very crocodile Dundee. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that's pretty cool. He kind of holds up the hat a little bit as he's kind of waiting for something. As you watch the two guys that are wrestling this bull, all like um, pull, pinning it to the ground, trying to pin it to the ground. They're failing. The bull throws them off. And then he throws his hat into the air and you watch him like hit a bell beside him. And he's like, ah, well, you tried. You tried. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how about a round of applause for it? And then as he's saying that, the two that kind of like, tried to win um, walk off to the side and like <sighs> breathing really heavily give a bow and just as they do you watch the bull just rush both of them and smash into the backs of me oh, oh can we get some wranglers in here please and you watch as like a whole bunch of people like jump down in some people that looks like look like they're just like people there just farmers jump down into help and they wa you watch as like six guys wrestle this bull to the ground tie it up and they get it out of there as these two other guys are like ah they and just they got gored yeah ow one of them looks to have been hurt pretty bad but the other one seems okay I assume the halfling uh, the halfling is fine yeah they oh. start walking out <laughs> they start walking out and uh, uh, the half orc guy that was doing the announcing kind of steps up into the center and he holds up this little cone and as he does, he... Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad that you're here. I I, uh, I hope you enjoy your break for a few hours. Come back tonight where we're going to have another another wrestle. And we're also going to have a run-of-the-mill, nice, fancy duel. And everybody kind of like... Good. No, no, it's, it's accredited. It's sponsored by the League. So come back tonight. There's real money at stake. And we're going to have two professional duelists. Come back tonight. I promise you it's going to be a real good time. And people go, yeah, ooh, okay, yeah, all right. And people kind of disperse. Well, if I didn't hear it firsthand, and if I uh, didn't get the word from my own um, manager himself... 
I wouldn't have believed that this was the right place. <laughs> was there anything you guys wanted to investigate here? Now that I see it, there's not really any... There's no secret hiding spots. Not really. Other than those two rooms. And even the bar-like areas are outside. I'd like to follow the two that got hurt and see how badly they're hurt and see if there's people tending to them, if they look like they're high to do with their own Uh, you watch... So go ahead and roll. A perception check. Let's see if you see where they went. 18. Um, with that, you watch, you know, you track them kind of into the crowd and you walk around the edge of the building and you find in the crowd where um, these two guys, a couple of people kind of like patting them on the back. The, the half-orc did get like the uh, sharp point of one of the horns through his side a little bit. He's... Uh, walking forward, but you see he's kind of holding his side. People kind of pat him on the back and like, nah, boy, man, that's kind of gnarly. And then well, they just kind of go to mind their own business as people kind of disperse. Uh, but these two guys are kind of walking together, joking about it, and they kind of walk away with a bit of a limp, the halfling holding his back and the half-orc like pressing his side so it doesn't bleed too much. It looks like they're just going to walk off kind of. Kind of, yeah. They don't look like they're paid to be here, maybe? You're not sure. Yeah. Okay. That's rough. Hey, you guys did great out there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> a little sneak attack at the end, though. Well, yeah, I think... I thought that maybe they'd compensate us for that, but they didn't. Kind of rude. Is there a healer or a doctor you're going to go to oh. in town? My wife does a great job of bandaging. Oh. Okay. It's the half orc. So she got to cover. Oh, she's seen worse. <laughs> okay, I'll let you two with it. I was just making sure you had somebody to take care of you guys. Good to know we got a fan. <laughs> and they keep walking. Okay. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to do? Yes, I um, I wanted to um, ask the bartender, or go to the bartender, and ask about the... Um, he, he said it was a half orc that was kind of... Um, uh, the like, ringmaster guy ring was also a half orc. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask about the the ringmaster from the from the bartender. Okay. So you see, one of them is just kind of like serving a drink to someone and looks up. Hey, can I get you something? Um. Yes. Um. First of all, um. Uh. Uh. T- Titus, are you with me or are you just kind of looking around? No, I'm still here. I'm looking for games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm looking for games. <laughs> Um, uh, could I get a uh, could I get a drink for for me and this young fellow? Uh, maybe um, a, a small glass of juice for you. Oh, juice! We've got some freshly pressed cider. Is that that's juice. juice. That's oh, juice. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. apple juice. <laughs> and it's just a, a fancy way of saying apple juice. And a glass of water for me. All right, he gets a drink for the two of you. Yeah, the apple juice is just a silver piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a quick question about the ringmaster himself. Um, uh, Rex. Rex is his name? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, heard of him before? This, I believe, is my first time being around this area. I'm oh. actually um, I'm actually here to participate in the games that's happening later on this evening. Oh, you one of the bull wranglers? Uh, no, not, not those type of games. I, um, uh, the duelings, the duels. Oh, it's happening. We're duelists tonight. Yes. Uh, All yeah. right. Well, I'm going to assume you're not the girl. The girl. <laughs> that must mean that must mean that you're uh, Ghibli, right? Yes, I am Ghibli. Pleasure. It is a pleasure. Um, yeah, the announcer's name is Rex Hornworthy. Gotcha, gotcha. 
And let's see. And do you happen uh, to know by chance when the event specifically is going to be starting? Oh, I think it's uh, quarter after quarter hour after uh, after sundown. If I remember perfect. correctly. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate I appreciate your help and generosity, good sir. Thank you. And um, and I hand him uh, two silver pieces for um, for tip. Oh, well, mighty kind of you. Thank you. Didn't have to do that. I can get two more juice. <laughs> do you want another one before you go, kid? Yes, please. There you go. <laughs> you can keep the cup. <gasps> there you go. I'll take it to Arthur. He does need dishes. <laughs> okay, so the two of you guys running by a store real quick or something, or is that it? Uh, you you were the one who wanted to go shopping. Did, was there any specific that uh, Titus wanted to go to? No, it, it, no. I just want to be out. Okay. Well, just, you had out. some fun checking it out. You got some juice. Yeah, yeah. Look for for fun and games and spots to maybe come back to later. All right. <laughs> Very simple time. So for the rest of you, if there's nothing else, I want to get also some more paper. Get another box. Get another uh, notebook. Okay, for about the same price that he paid. Okay. If you um, want, unless you want a different kind of paper. Four silver. For silver, for paper. He got like a hundred sheets of paper. Yeah, I want a notebook. A notebook? Like a notebook. Okay. Like a bound, um, like a simple bound notebook. Okay. I'll say um, with relative ease, you do eventually come across a general store that has um, a partially used, it's got like three pages of it that have been used out of its like hundred pages in the book. Um, and it's a little old, a little worn down, but... Um, the guy offers it to you for two silver. Okay, uh, I'll take it. Okay. All right. So that's three else? silver, one for the water, mm-hmm. and then two for the. Okay, cool. Yeah, that should be it. Okay, cool. So with uh, your guys' day, you know, spent shopping. I'm sorry, yep. I needed that tiny bell. Oh, that's right. Um, Just like a cat's. You could have gone with him. Yep. We'll say. Um, since you guys were the ones that stayed at the tower, but go ahead and make an investigation check. Uh, seven. Okay. Uh, if you'd rolled a ten, you would have found a cat's bell. I wasn't trying to give you a cowbell, but man, it's cooler. I think. <laughs> you find the smallest cowbell you can find. Uh, about that big. You know. A few inches. Um, <laughs> but it is a cowbell. But it should work. Yeah. How much? Uh, 15 copper. It's very cheaply made. It is almost like just this tin with a little bit of, little thing hanging in the center of it. With that, you've all spent some time shopping, investigating where you're going to be tonight, um, spending time at the temple. Um, you meet back at the at Anduvius's tower, ready to um, head off onto whatever it is he has planned before going to this event. And pretty much what you find out, what he has planned, is just talking your guys' ears off on the way there. He just goes on and on about how long he's been here in Tradeacre, which is supposedly the past 64 years. He spent 64 years in Tradeacre. He goes back and forth between referring to his time here as exile as well as vacation. Um, he explains that he's done a ton of different uh, agricultural studies, studies on um, the various waste of different livestock, um, how to appropriately use it for fertilizer, 
Um, he's t- he talks a lot about the real uh, applicable ways of his arcane study to the common man. Um, but it's a lot of just kind of uh, um, self-talk. Five to ten minutes of that, I would fall back and talk to Cephas. Cephas okay. about making a backpack platform. How do you feel about carrying a small wizard? I think it'll make me look <laughs> really cool. I think so too, honestly. <laughs> and it, and I, honestly, I think it'd make him look cool too, so I think it's a win-win for both of you. Do you right. have a pack on? Do you have a backpack? Yeah. So we could get just like something like a board with, and it could just go between, you made like a little shelf, it'd go between the backpack and your back and you could just stand on it. Right. I wouldn't be good at making it, but I'd no. be good at wearing it. But as long as, we can, <laughs> as, long as you're up there, we can figure it out. That's right. Okay. Well, that'll be great. I've been on a Pegasus, and what? I'm he now have carried a wizard. Huh? He doesn't look like. He doesn't look familiar, does he? <gasps> Is you not- guys saw Pegasus too? <laughs> you saw. He does not look familiar. Okay. <laughs> you saw when, well, when did you ride I- this Pegasus? Oh, well, it would have been about two weeks ago, right? About two weeks? Yep. We saw an old man on a Pegasus. Not you. Old man? Old was man. he going like this? Whee! Yes. <laughs> we saw him, eh? He, we talked with his companion for like a week straight. She never stopped talking. No, she and talks she to us. And she got in the middle of the field, and we thought she was just crazy. And Wait, then a Pegasus companion? man going, whee! Flew down and picked her up, and they flew off to the sunset. Well, he was alone, and we saw him, and he let me ride the Pegasus, and I had no issues at all. (laughs) (laughs) Can I roll an inside shot? Sure, go ahead. It's tremendous. Oh my gosh! Are you even trying to lie to them? No, I'm not. Yeah, it was. It was said in a way that it heavily inferred (laughs) it was not without issue. That is amazing. I need to know this story. I need to figure out who's good at tinkering. I just go back and forth between everybody. Can you um, make things? I can. Oh. While we're walking, I just have my scroll with my stuff on it, just staring at it. Okay. But is it looking just like, like, like I'm reading? Drawings? It's just crayon. <laughs> but I can't read. It's an Applebee's <laughs> menu. Wait, is that real? A character decision? You can't read? I can't read this stuff. Oh, wait, it's what is stuff it? stuff from... Oh, okay. From the cave. Oh, okay. Cave. I thought it was just like, like just no, something. I, but I can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm looking like I'm reading it. Yeah. I can't read it. Because that yeah. would be pretty. That'd be pretty interesting. Funny. That would be funny. You're like, I can speak common. I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> totally illiterate. Yeah. Uh, how hard would it be to find wood? To find just wood. Do- Planks of shelf. wood. Not hard. If you if you want like a shelf sized piece. Yeah. Like shoulder, 65 copper, shoulder. you can get a nice plank, oh, yes. plank of wood. And some nails. We'll say, we'll say huh? three silver, you can get some nails, um, a nice plank of wood, and the leather straps necessary. Amazing. I do that. I buy that, Okay. He, I help him make it. Okay. Do you have proficiency in Tinker's Tools, Lumen? I can. Oh, yeah. Can? Divinity. <gasps> I thought a lot of people, mainly like dads in the in the last port city, uh, what they did was the dad took their child and set them on their shoulders. Maybe you could do that. If this doesn't work, I'm not that's doing the that. next best thing. Well, maybe not. 
But the kids did look like they were having fun, though. <laughs> Uh, that's a good point, <laughs> Rob. That's I, I could even it. hold your ankles, huh? No, 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 no. no. Uh, the thing Some, is, I want this to look as distinctly different from a, a father with his son on his shoulders as possible. Sometimes they would put their hands up and lean back when the dad felt their ankles. <laughs> I still, you're not making it sound more convincing. Right? <laughs> I get why it sounds fun to you, but to me, I'm 167 years old. <laughs> hey. Uh, we'll like make it look two. like a platform. Like a stage. It's going to look great. It's going to be amazing. Ish. I don't know. <laughs> okay, go ahead and make a. Do you have. Are you going to give yourself proficiency in Tinker's Tools? If no one else has one. Okay. <laughs> Nobody else has offered it up. Yep. Go for it. Can I help? Sure. What is that? Uh, what does your channel divinity look like? A great moth appears. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great light. It's a great LED cage light. <laughs> okay. You reach down and you grab a hold of that amulet. Um, and as you do, you watch it shift and change into uh, a circular amulet. And on it, it's got all these little gears. And there's like a tool sticking into the middle of the gears. Um, looking down at it, you've never seen this before. But you, due to the power of the amulet, you know this to be the holy symbol of Kiltus. And in that moment, there's a, an overwhelming sense of, like, power through your body. And you look forward at the tools sitting on this little haphazard grouping of, of uh, resources, and you start to just kind of tinker with them and put them together. Uh, go ahead and make an intelligence check, and you can add your proficiency modifier. Eight. Over the next ten minutes, you, uh, you carefully fix some... You tie some leather straps to the holes in this board that happen to already be there, um, and you put it together. Uh, there's some little armholes. Uh, you even even think ahead, and you take one of the leather strips that you weren't sure where else you could use it, and you connect the two armband things to give him a little strap to hold on to. <laughs> no, it still is just a platform he stands on, but he has a little strap he can hang on to. <laughs> There's my bridle. <laughs> Does it look good? It looks fine. I mean, it's haphazardly tied on there. He was kind of like, I can. He was confident, relatively, and you're kind of like, this isn't amazing. It doesn't match his confidence, but. Is there knots and things in it? Like, for. Are there I know what? That he's really good at tying knots. Are there, like, knots and things He did like, some tying some knots of. Of the leather and stuff. Looks good. I take it and make sure that he, the knots are nice. <laughs> I can double you check. Wanna, you want to double check and redo the knots? Sure. Okay, go ahead and make. Are you proficient in knot time? I am proficient in knot time. That's what the other homebrew rule is. I needed to add to the sheet that I couldn't remember. Uh, so it's an intelligence check, and unless you take proficiency in it, like a tool, and you never have to roll ever. I'm good at knots. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just simple knots. Yeah. There may be instances in the future where something very specific requires it. Something very specific may require a check from you, but you would then yeah. get to add your proficiency. But in this case, it's a very simple knot. So, so they seem fine. They seemed okay, but there was one of them that was a little loose. Is it intelligence plus proficiency or just yeah. plus, plus proficiency? Intelligence plus proficiency, if you have to make a check. Got it. Should, should we try out the harness? With someone who's like two times the weight of 
Are you just wanting to ride on his shoulders? I really, I really just want to ride on his shoulders. <laughs> I respect that. Like I like that idea. So I'm, I'm going to take, really? take off my heavy gear. Two times four, maybe. Before he finishes saying that, I pick him up and put him on the platform. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you've already put your arms through this little, these leather straps, and there's this flat, it's kind of awkwardly floating there, but you lift him up. I mean, be, because of your Goliath trait, you with ease lift up this stout little dwarf and just set him on your back. Uh, your feet find purchase on the little plank. Before his feet find, I want to like hover him right above just to feel him like move his feet like, <laughs> like he's trying to find it. What? Uh, uh, yeah, you can't really uh, see down past his shoulders. So your feet are like kind of dangling there trying to find purchase. See this? Uh, yeah, you feel his little toes kind of kick, 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 kick against your back. Oh, there we go. Why isn't he wearing shoes? I didn't mean it that way. Okay, does the harness hold? The harness does hold. Just a little bit of a jiggle. You give it a jiggle, you kind of bounce up and down. And one of the one of the holes, like where the knots are tied, the knot does not give out, but the hole kind of goes, and the wood splinters a little bit, and it falls forward, and you kind of like lean forward a little bit as one of them wraps around, and then you have to grab onto Cephas's neck as it kind of goes out from under you. So it completely fell. Yeah, completely broke. Okay. I mean, he's like double the size. I'm sorry. And I jump. You jump? I know. I just let go. <laughs> not, not free fall that's backwards, like but it's like, okay, I'm going to slide down and I slide down. Yeah, that's like, like six foot fall. Through. You got to take a D6. You're fairly athletic. You're, you're passive athletic. I think that's a thing. I think I'm fine. Because these prototypes are always a little finicky. Yeah. You want to try again? You got 10 minutes. You got I mean, that took you like seven minutes to do the first time. You got some time, though. You can try one more time if you want. Let's do it. Go for it. And you've already done it once pretty well. Yeah. That's true. Okay. This time you actually spend the time like, okay, the holes that were there probably rotted there. So you like take the time (laughs) cutting out new holes, reinforcing them a little bit. You tie it all again. You have, I mean, you kind of just watch these knots are fantastic. Watching over his shoulder, the knots seem fine. Uh. All right, and then a quick test again. Are you going to test again? Yeah, I'll test it again. All right, snaps again. Bounce up and down. Seems fine. Perfect. Very nice. Well, can you help me down this time? <laughs> I pick him up like a like a baby cat. <laughs> By the How do you back pick of his armor. Ow! Ow! armor? Yeah, armor. I was thinking the back of his neck. No, no. Oh. Humans don't Because he's still wearing his armor. Though. Well, yeah, he's a dwarf. Right back, so back. Yeah, dwarves are known for their uh, really loose back skin. Yeah. They have like neck fur. Could you imagine? Uh, ew. Could you imagine? Dwarves are hairy, but not that hairy. Uh, okay, yeah, you lift him down. Unduvious kind okay. of lift. Uh, okay, as soon as we get in there, when we're surrounded by people, I'll climb up on your back. I, I gotta make my own entrance, though. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay, uh, you guys have been doing this, like, pretty much just outside the spit and spill. Um, just on the, like the side of the road, like, putting together this little thing. But with that, uh, you continue, you walk forward, you see there's a large crowd of people um, all standing outside right now as people, excuse me, who work with the Spit and Spill are kind of checking people in and taking their money. Um, There's just a line that kind of goes up to, like, 15 feet away from this open-air area, and people could probably sneak in if they really tried, Um, but there's still a line of people waiting to pay. Um, You guys want to get in line, or what are you doing? Oh, 
I am. Um, I figured that I was already there. Oh, like, you're already there? Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, as you guys kind of start to get into line on Duvious, kind of, all right, all right, all right. I said earlier I was going to make an entrance. Are you ready? All just right. follow my lead. All right. And this line of like 60 people, he just starts marching to the left of the line, straight up to the person in charge. Uh, you see uh, a tall, furbolg woman standing there with long, dark brown hair and this beautiful kind of like elegant white staff in her hand as she looks down and kneels down, this like seven-foot-tall woman and this, you know, three-foot-one-tall uh, little gnome kneels down and, Hello, little one. And he, I told you to stop calling me that. I'm not a little one. Okay. Uh, I have some friends with me here today. I would like to get in. And every time I ask, it's different this time. I am sponsoring a candidate. A duelist, in fact. And the furball lady kind of... All right, well, if you're sponsoring him, it'll be on our paperwork. And he... Okay. I may not have filed the proper paperwork in time... But I promise you, I'm his sponsor. He's here staying with me the entire time he's here. Um, I was told, I was told by Rex that uh, there'd be a few tickets here for me. (laughs) The furball kind of looks down at him. Well, I'll check the paperwork, Unduvious. Uh, wouldn't be the first time you've tried and wouldn't be the last time you lied. So she oh, kind of spends some time looking through the paperwork a little bit. And he's just kind of like looking at all of you. Just tapping his foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Oh. Uh, Holuk and Venora. The two of you notice while she's looking through and she's about to say like, well, I don't see... She stops, and just as she stops, you watch uh, behind his back, um, Anduvius kind of flicks his fingers, and there's just a little bit of like a, a magical sparkle out of his hand. And she, that's interesting. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I, you said there were a few tickets waiting for you here, but I, I have it written in here that there's well, there's eight for you, Anduvius. I. I'm, I'm shocked. There, well, you. All right, here you go. And she, well, she tears them in half and hands each of them to you guys. And well, I do hope you all enjoy the show tonight. We've got some, uh, some Longhorn wrestling as well as we do have a special duel being put on by uh, two two professional young duelists who are coming up in the world and they're going for the championship. So. Um, doesn't often happen that we have, you know, a, a real sponsored duel here in Trade Acre. We're excited for people to see it. Hope you enjoy. Find a good spot. Enjoy the show. Um, Duvious, I... You surprised me this time. And he... Well, what can I say? You know, I'm... The Arcane Arts, I'm a... Surpri- yeah, have a good night. And he just keeps going in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up magic. Don't bring up magic. And walks in. As you guys kind of walk past them, there's really no going into a building. You walk forward 45 feet, and you're now under this canopy of made of, like, wood. It's a nice roof, but it's, like, 15 feet from one end to the other. And then it's, it goes along in this huge oval that traces around this large pit. Um, like I've described before, the pit is about 5 feet down into the ground, and then there's it's sand. Uh, it's about 65 feet at its widest and 85 feet at its longest. 
Um, in the center of it right now, you see four longhorn bulls all running around, chasing individuals. We're kind of being chased by them and then in turn chasing with them. But it's this interesting kind of uh, dance or display as it seems at first as though they quite literally are in a chase and it's entirely chaotic. But as the more you watch it, it does seem intentional and it doesn't seem quite as uh, out of place as it originally looked. Um, you, with, I mean, pretty easily, you can find some places to stand and watch. Ghibli, you are in, under the ground, there is this kind of tunnel area that can bring you up into it that's got cages in it that they use to bring up the livestock and stuff. Mm. You are down there with these <laughs> cages um, or these shoots of longhorn bulls that are all just sitting there, you know, they smell bad. And in the corner, um, there is a guy that's kind of sitting there like, scooping up muck and throwing it out, out into like a wheelbarrow and he looks up at you and oh are you ready? Are you a duelist for tonight? Uh yes yes sir I am. Is this your dressing room? I think so. I'm not <laughs> quite sure where I am in honesty. <laughs> yeah. I think you want to go up those stairs there and you're going to go out the cage when they bring it up. Oh thank you very much. But I don't do it yet because they're going to bring more bulls down. You might want to stand over here behind this area. Oh Oh, 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 yeah, yes. I, I will do that then. <laughs> and wait for your announcement, and then they'll have at it. All right. Good luck to you. Now, you must be Adeline, right? Ghibli. Right, not the girl. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> uh, and with that, very as you... <laughs> he has double... <laughs> He has a beard. Uh, with that, you guys uh, all find your places. Is there anything you'd like to do before oh, the event begins? Bloomin? Everything's funnier in Titus. Isn't there any kind of pattern? Huh? Is there any kind of pattern? A pattern? Who are you asking? What are you saying? Like a petting shortman? Oh, duh. What? Petting? Petting. Oh, petting. I thought you said petting, like you wanted to pet the bulls. Oh. Uh, no, I'm sure if you go look around, you could probably find some people betting. I don't. Oh, there's probably an official. I don't really waste my time with that, but I think there is a guy over there that'll take a bet. Why? You want to make a bet with me? All my money's on Ghibli. Wow. Same. Oh, well, that's boring. <laughs> well, I'll keep your money. I'll keep mine. We both won. Can we pray for Ghibli? Do you want to pray for him? Not gonna tell you no. Go right ahead. This is a great idea. <laughs> you may a bless him, yes. What? Perhaps you should lead us? Titus, you are wise beyond your years. Thank you. <laughs> um, the words, perhaps you should lead us, going right to your head. <laughs> wise man. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I will uh, pray for guidance. Okay. For our lovely guy. <laughs> for our lovely guy. Not the girl. Not the girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, precious Ilmater, bearer of our wounds, may this brave fool be guided by your hand. For surely without it, he will get himself killed. Amen. <laughs> Is that your battle prayer? That's my guidance prayer. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Just very applicable in any situation. Nice. 
Somebody going up to give a speech, let me pray for guidance. <laughs> Surely he'll die. <laughs> well, without guidance. Without guidance. Thank you. Thanks, I guess. All right. I'm looking for an opportunity to cast Shield of Faith on him. There will probably be a moment during the match. Okay. Um, but I believe Shield of Faith has a visual. Right, so that's why I'm looking for an opportunity to do it. No, no, no. I mean, like, it's got, like, a presence to it. Oh, like, does it? I think yeah, so. I think it says, like, a shimmering shield or something. So if I were to cast it beforehand, uh, would it raise any bells? Like, would that be allowed in a duel? Well, last time they had the sanction duel, they had a guy come out and make sure there's no funny business, and they even checked their weapons and then put, like, a little, like, a like a debuff spell on it so it couldn't actually poke. poke. I'm glad you told me that, then. Helpful that Titus was actually at the last duel. The last duel. Maybe you shouldn't be the last duel. Maybe you should. That's well, question, know what the word is. Leadership is about surrounding yourself with smart people. You are wise beyond your years, Titus. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very observant, apparently. <laughs> That's going into Titus' head now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he remembered that from <laughs> three <laughs> whole weeks ago. <laughs> Jarrett had to remember that from like seven weeks ago or whatever. <laughs> that was rough. With that, though, you guys spend some time here kind of socializing. Um, there's a few people that come up to Onduvius on occasion. Um, apparently, that was his important entrance, and he kind of awkwardly like tugs on your leg. If I'm going to stand on the thing, I should get on it now. All right, then. I pick him up. Yeah, he kind of like... Uh, he's... It was like, it's a good height for him, but he is still kind of looking over your shoulder a little bit. So it is a little more childish. And there is definitely going to be, a, there will definitely be a time tonight where craning his neck gets a little too tired and he'll have to lean his chin on your shoulder. <laughs> you just know it instinctively. Yeah. Um, as you guys kind of watch as uh, for the next 30, 45 minutes, there is this really impressive display of some farmers who volunteer for this next part. There are no individuals who are like paid to be here. There are farmers, and this is probably what happened earlier, who volunteer to try to test their mettle against these longhorn bulls. And there is some sort of reward. It seems like uh, five gold is given to whoever can pin one of these bulls. Oh, I should have gone in there. Um, would you? Would one of you want to volunteer when they, when they start? Is it one person at a time? Uh, it is one person at a time. Do I count as one person if I have a wizard on my back? <laughs> <laughs> I'd still want to do it. So I will say then, uh, you do see as this tall half orc man walks out from one of the tunnels, wearing this kind of dark red maroon. Um, jacket and this ruffly shirt and he does cry out to everybody welcome welcome um so to get started who's going to be our volunteers for this first longhorn wrestling would one of you volunteer yeah you do stand up okay immediately standing up on doing this what, what are you doing what are you doing i'll do it <laughs> duck your head so you're not seen okay, a couple <laughs> other people do stand up as well as you do that go ahead and make a charisma check Charisma. Yellow is my charisma. Wrestle the bull. You just have to wrestle it to the ground. And the winner, if you do successfully wrestle it to the ground within a certain amount of time, you get uh, five gold. Oh, thank you. Uh, 16. 
16. Okay, I'll say before anybody else is able to speak up, you do loudly say this. Oh, do it. Oh, I got a big man who wants to try. Hey, all right. Uh, go ahead and jump down on in here. Get that kid off your back, though. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take him and I, and I put him in uh, a look slap. <laughs> oh, you put him in a look slap? <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> Jumps down out of your lap. All right. And he just kind of like stands on one of the railings looking over. <laughs> and he, I'll be worried. back. I'll be back. You'll be fine. And I, I do take my pack off, though. Okay. Taking your pack off. Um, still wearing your armor? Um, well, you're not going to take the 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> take yeah, it off. Yeah. I'm gonna... All right. Uh, you just jump over the side. It's not too big of a, of a leap. Um, right before it goes, Guidance. Uh-huh. My new friend. Okay. You do feel this bit of bolstering inspiration. So for your next ability check, right? Ability checks? Skill check, yeah. Skill check, yeah. You get a D4 that you can add to it. Uh, with that, you jump down into the pit and you stand up tall, taller than the pit itself. Um, and you walk out there towards the center where uh, Rex Hornsworthy reaches his hand out, give, shakes your hand. All right, what's your name? My name is Cephas Bartome. Okay, everybody, Cephas Bartome. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Do you know the rules? No. All right. No. You haven't done this before. Bulls will come out here. It's going to run straight for you and attack you. You want to face it however you want to face it. I recommend head on. You're going to try and wrestle it to the ground. If you can do that, within 20 seconds, you get five gold. Deal? Head on, you say? Hang on a second. What? Head on. Well, that's how I would do it. 20 seconds. I've seen... Now, have I seen any of this wrestling before? Uh, yeah, you saw some people... And is that uh, how people face them, head on? Wait, no, the, one, the ones who were here earlier... Mm-hmm. That was... Um, that was not here, so you did not see this. Sorry. So I've never seen this before. No, it's a sport you are unfamiliar with. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take his advice and do it head on, Okay. I guess. So you actually get 30 seconds, I'm sorry, because it's five rounds. Um, okay. And it's whoever scores three points, you or the bowl first. They don't see these as points, but that's how we'll do it for the term... Okay. For the, for the um, sake of this, and we'll be rolling athletics checks. And it's a contest. If you roll a higher athletics check, you get a point. First to three wins, and that's who pins the other person. If you get pinned by the bull, however, you will sustain damage. You'll die. No. Okay, so my, uh, my extra die. like lift speed and all that, uh, lift strength doesn't matter for this. I'll say, I I'll allow that to give you... Those things. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll translate into this, that into this as advantage. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Very nice. I'll take that. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Rex kind of steps back. All right, is everybody ready? Cephas Bartome is going to do this. He's going to try for the first time. He's never seen a bull in his life. And he like looks over. There's these two people standing next to these like large jail-like doors. He nods at them, and then he slowly steps backward, and he points towards that tunnel, like gesturing for you to look in that direction. And you watch as this thing slowly rises, and you hear this, this loud noise as something in there is ready to get out. And much larger than the one I described to them earlier at the gate, you see this huge, six-foot-tall, eight-feet-long, massive, jacked bull come rushing out straight for you, immediately running 
to try and attack you. They Go ahead and make an athletic check. Like stone iron. 17 plus five. You get advantage. Advantage, you get to roll twice. Take the lower. And take oh, the 20. So 25. Immediately, you watch it. Uh, you succeed. How is this thing running towards you, and what are you doing to it? You don't pin it yet, but you're taking the upper hand. I don't pin it? No, it takes three successes to pin it. Okay. Um, but you avoid its goring charge. So it, run, it runs right at me, and uh, I actually get in a, in a, like a low position, mm-hmm. grabbing its uh, horns, and then just pushing up like super quickly so its head just goes yep and it stops him in its in its tracks and now his head is basically facing up at the ceiling so the two of them now locked in this thing though he does stop it right dead in its tracks you all see this huge like two, you know like one ton bull just rush and stop dead in its tracks when it hits Cephas alright go ahead and roll another Cephas. athletics check Okay, so 22. Okay, that's a tie. So the two of you still staying locked in this position. You watch, it's arching its back and trying to push down on you as you are straining to keep it in its place. No ground is gained on either of your parts. The first, the first. 23. Okay. You continue to gain the upper hand as it's trying to push down towards you. It scored a 16, but you still pushing it farther. Now putting it on its back foot, pushing it towards the cage that it came from. You can feel it. You have the upper hand. If you get a good footing, you can flip this thing over. Dude, have you rolled your d4 for your ability check? No. Oh, it was. You can use it on this one if you. Oh, does he have to well, use it on the next it one? It is the next one, but okay. he didn't use it. I'll so let you use it on on this one if you want. You get a d4, but only on this one. Um, that is twenty-one. Seventeen. How do you pin this ball? How do I pin this ball? Mm-hmm. As it's uh, trying to push uh, down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment it brings it he- its head back up to, to try to regain momentum to push down again, I actually use that momentum to flip him <laughs> all the way yes! back <laughs> and just like, boom, or suplex him or whatever. A Goliath suplexing a longhorn bull. Yeah, I suplex okay. a longhorn just bull. Boom, crashing onto the ground. Huh? Um, yeah, it is so stunned on its back. It all it starts to kind of swarm, but squirm, but gives and up. And I'm actually, I'm on my own back, but I'm holding the horns and not <laughs> letting it get like turn one direction. It or tries, another. but it fails. Does Rex slide in WWE? So? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, Rex slides in like a baseball slide, and is oh my goodness, he's done it! He's done it before anybody else ever thought he could. Just screaming over and over into his ear. You hold it there way longer than you have to. And he's waiting. He's like, can we get some Wranglers in here? But people finally rush in, slide down. They, they, they hold the it ball. down. They flip it over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can we get some Wranglers in here? They all pile on you. He's kind of But pretty quickly, they have the thing tied up, and they drag it out. Before they drag it out, I want to put my hand on its head. That was it's a good like, one. Shaking that was around. a good one. Okay, roll an animal handling check. With disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> he just owned, a little mad. He just owned this thing. That would have been good. Oh, hey, 17. 
17. Hey. Okay. Ooh. You managed to, even after shaming nice. it, calm it down enough that it just kind of like <laughs> as they drag it away. He's the ball speaker. Instead of flailing around. And with that, ball. Rex just can we get another round of applause? Everybody like cheers and claps. Ooh, okay, yeah. So this loud, really loud applause as he like claps you on the back and he holds his hand out for you. Boom. <laughs> I pound it. Yeah, right. You see, in there a moment, is, you know, uh, <laughs> there's five gold in there. There you go. All right, well done. Hey, you can come back anytime. That was great. Okay, with that, uh, you go back to where you were sitting on Duvious, kind of like. Yeah, and I put him back up. Uh, he like he kind of like jumps up there, like ready to get back up. There. Oh yeah. He's, now that you've made a name for yourself, he's like, oh, "This is cool. Hey, You're serving as his steed. Yeah, it's pretty right. cool. Yeah, see, I got them controlling this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe do yeah. get him a bridle. Uh, <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, there's a, there are a couple more Longhorn um, wrestles, and wrestles. two of them fail. Another one succeeds, but. Not like you. The main event, <laughs> after a little while, is finally announced. You see Rex goes out there, this, uh, this you know, gentlemanly half-orc who's still, his, his top three buttons undone and chest hair poking out, he's, he's grizzly, kind of, all right, everybody, we had some good wrestles, those were fun. But you see that almost every day here in Tradecker. But what you don't see is a real sponsored duel between two young master duelists. Now I know a duel is a bit more proper than most of us are used to, but I think you'll find it just as exciting because these two, these two are skilled. I've seen them fight myself. So, our first contestant, beautiful as she is graceful, Adolin Flagrin. With a recent win under her belt and years of training from her father and former leader of elven armies, she stands at six foot two and has the arms of a viper. And you watch as, <laughs> as gracefully tumbling out of one of the tundle, tu- uh, tunnels, you see this beautiful elven woman, graceful but strong. You can see like like real muscles across her arms. For an elf, it's strange to see. Typically they're strong, but they don't show it. Um, she stands very tall, stoic, and proud as she rolls forward and stands up right next to Rex, an inch taller than he is. And he kind of kind of stands up a little, <laughs> a little <clears throat> puffs up his chest. Hailing! <clears throat> Hailing from down south in Horty Torty Port Doreau, the son of former... <laughs> Walter... <laughs> <laughs> the son of former multi-season champion and master duelist Leon Karmanov, here to take his pride back and continue in his father's legacy, Ghibli Karmanov. I walk out with arms stretched towards the audience. There's some people I like... Take off my hat and I give a bow to everyone. Okay, so roll a performance check. Let's see how much the crowd likes you. <laughs> I accidentally started cheering for the album. Wow. Then I remembered. Oh, performance? That's a 14. Okay. Uh, A good portion of the crowd, a little over half of them all cheer, and there's some guys like, yeah. Thaumaturgy that. Okay, yeah. So it's this loud, like, crashing. It sounds like, um, like, (laughs) like cymbals crashing into each other because they had, like, shields and stuff that they were (laughs) clashing onto things. 
Okay. You don't need me to tell you, but for the crowd as well. First to three points wins in each match. There's going to be three matches. Best two out of three on the matches. Do you understand? All right. First to score three points on the other person wins the match. Are we confused? We are not. Only I am then. All right. Uh, Only I am then. (laughs) All right. When you guys are ready, you know how to do this, right? All right. Take a few steps back. Take a few steps back, my lady. And she takes two graceful steps back. For you to cover the same ground, it takes four or five. Um, Are you two? Are you ready, lady? She nods. Are you ready, sir? My sword? And I nod. Okay. So the way this is going to work, David. Um, you may describe to me in each round what you wish to try and do to score a point, and then you'll make a skill check that in whatever I see fit to correspond to that. So if you want to do some twirls and fancy stuff, it's going to be acrobatics. If you want to lunge forward quickly, it's going to be athletics. If you want to try and wink at her and distract her, that might be persuasion. Okay. So, in each round... And then the match ends as soon as one of you scores three points. It'll, you'll both be rolling contested rolls, and whoever scores higher with whatever they try and do gets the point that round. Or that round. Gotcha. What's the, is the arena like sand? Or yes. Dirt? It is sand. Um, this is different, different ruling <laughs> than the last one you did. The last one you know, had a specific thing trying to push the other person out. This is just scoring points on the other person, and in dueling, you know how that works. Yes. All right. So he looks at you. He looks at her. He holds his hands up. In one hand, he has the hat. In the other one, he has a handkerchief or something. Mm-hmm. And then he just throws them down, and he runs back behind himself. Or behind himself? Behind, behind himself. where he was standing. He echo knights. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to try and do? As she immediately starts, as she's holding it, she does not move. Mm, she does not move. And then you get hit. You don't see, see her move. Again. <laughs> oh! Sorry! <laughs> I want to go and ch- and charge charge at her, but before I strike, I faint. I faint my attack. Mm, okay, so this might be a deception Whoa. then. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, or we can Whoa. have it be stealth, whichever you'd like. Deception or stealth. Uh, this would be a um, this would be a stealth. All right, go and roll a stealth check. So he will try something else, um, and we'll see who gets the higher roll. All right, a nineteen. Okay. okay, you beat her by two points. So, with that, you watch as she stands there. She smiles as you rush for her. She sees your head-on attack, and she gets ready to guard this head-on attack. And as she does, you are already fainting her, and you score a point on her leg. Very nice. And she just kind of takes two steps back. (laughs) She nods, and then she gets ready again on guard. You see, this time, she kind of takes a quick step forward towards you. What are you trying? Bad dash. And then I am uh, when she goes to take a straight, quick step forward, I am going to retaliate by also striking, but I'll go very low and then strike upwards. Okay. Go ahead and make uh, a dexterity check if you'd like. Uh, can I make an acrobatics? Um, sure. That's fine. We'll make. We'll keep He's the skill check. Yeah, yeah you do a cool spin as part mm. of it. Too stylish. Seven. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that, he pulls a sheet. As you drop, she is already anticipating it, and she scores one right on your chest. She steps back, on guard, ready for the next one. With this one, she lets you come to her again and stay still. What are you doing? I'll then make a move towards her, and anticipating a sidestep, I go I go for a, a horizontal slash. Okay, go ahead. Just make another acrobatics check, then. Uh, that is a 17. Okay, actually, uh, no, that's fine. Um, with that, 
she you anticipate perfectly. She goes to sidestep, ah. and just as she does, you smack into her side, scoring a welting point on her side. Ooh. And both of you step back significantly farther this time. Match one done, and you have won. Yeah, she seems surprised. You managed to reach high enough to smack her in the arm. <laughs> She's kind of like looking down at it, like rubbing her arm, a little surprised. But she, she nods in respect, and she steps back. Okay, she bows, and, and then, then go ahead. And then sheathe my sword, and about her, and then, and then Elvin, I speak to her. It was an honor to battle such a such a to battle such a strong maiden as yourself. She does not put her sword away. She holds it behind her. And she bows. It was an honor as well. We still have two more matches. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> and then the crowd kind of laughs a little bit. And Rex, go as she lunges for you. What are you doing? Uh, <clears throat> chivalry. Yes. Bang! <laughs> 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 oh, oh. <laughs> Soccer in the face. <laughs> this is a very interesting situation. I am going to gonna go and lunge backwards, uh-huh. and then with a with a sheath style attack, try to counteract. Like go back, back, and then slash. Okay. Go and make very an acrobatics check. Uh, four. 21. She lunges forward, and as you kind of, not ex- almost not expecting that soon, um, you kind of stumble on your feet a little bit, and she immediately scores a point right on your collarbone right here. <laughs> with, my short, with my sword, now she eats out. It's like, fair. Fair enough. She steps back. Uh, go ahead. What are you doing now? You see her kind of take a couple steps to the left, one to the right. I am going to... I'm going to actually uh, charge at her, um, we, uh, take a quick step towards her, and then I'm going to uh, anticipate a move for her to go for a parry. Okay. So expecting kind of a direct attack, you go to attempt a parry. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and see what you get. So let's go ahead and make this uh, another acrobatics for the case of me. All right. Uh, this one will be a 20. Okay. You anticipate correctly, and just as you do, you kind of, your um, repairs are like, twirling around one another. As they're going around a little bit, you slip out of place, and she just barely scores a point on you. She got 21. So that's to her. She needs one more point this match. And then you guys are tied. Alright, with that, she steps back, is on guard. You see her just kind of standing there, waiting to read you. What are you doing? As soon as um, we we get stance up, I'm going to charge at her, and make make an attack to for our legs. Okay. So quick attack to the legs. legs. Go ahead. Let's make that athletics. Long legs, large legs. Uh, nineteen. Fourteen. <laughs> She's not expecting such a direct attack, so that's uh, one point you, two points her. This match, Crazy. you as she steps forward, expecting you to go otherwise, and you just smack in the side of her legs with the <clears throat> side of the blade. Okay. With that, she kind of steps back, stinging. You know, the the pain is stinging. She's kind of gritting her teeth. Nice, nice. She steps back. She gets ready. You see, she kind of turns this time, holding her blade away from you slightly, and with her other hand towards you, switching up her stance a little bit. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I will. I will actually take the offensive and then just go for a very quick lunge attack. Right okay. There. A lunge, we'll say that's an athletics check. Mm-hmm. 19. Wow. Okay. 
You guys tied. So, with that, you lunge forward, and she takes a step back, and she manages just to dodge it slightly, and kind of starts this parry. You guys are kind of caught up right now in this, like, dance back and forth. Let's go ahead and do another contested roll. This is just a d20. See who rolls higher. This is just a flat roll? Flat roll. 14. 15. Oh, wow. Okay, so you guys are kind of like dancing back and forth, and you do what she did to you last time. You kind of flick the sword out slightly, and she gets out of it, and you... Right on her chest. So it's 2-2 two, two, this match. If you get this next point, you win the whole thing. Yeah. Dude, this is intense. Yeah. Alright, with that, that skill rolls could be she's more like, intense. You should not have come back from this. She's not happy with this. She immediately she stands forward, kind of a little bit more reckless, going on the offensive. She lunges straight forward as soon as the pin is dropped. Mm-hmm. Such desperation. What are you trying? If only. I will. I'm going to attempt to sidestep and then and then strike her right afterwards. Okay. So anticipating that she will step too far forward, her long legs. You're going to try and step to the side and just hit her in the back. Yeah. Go for it. So we'll make that uh, ah. we'll make that acrobatics. All right. Nice ah. twirl. Ah. Ah. Nine. She rolled a two plus three. Yes. Oh. So you watch as she just oh, and lunges forward. You. Right on her back. So cool, calm, and collected. And then as you do, you kind of like step a little bit. You don't have to catch yourself in the sand. That's that nine, you know, just slightly. But you still... Roll a performance check for me. Performance. Eight. Eight? No. Okay, yeah, you kind of slip in the sand a little bit. There's a bit of a pit there that you weren't expecting. But you hold your own. And Rex just... You know, just screaming. He runs in like a madman, his arms in the air. I didn't expect something so so pretty and, and so uh, 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 rules-heavy could be so... My heart is racing. This is incredible. And he, like, lifts your arms up. We have a winner, everybody. Against all odds, nobody saw it coming. Ghibli, come He lifts you up in the air by your arm. And just, like, everybody's... <gasps> you see some people in... The, you guys see some people in the crowd, like... Holding their heads low, like handing money to each other. Uh, uh, at that, um, Unduvious kind of like jostles your wings a little bit. See, see, we both won. <laughs> um, but with that, Rex like lifts you up with one arm, or one of your arms up, like with in this one big arm. arm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this victorious pose. But you were awkwardly being lifted like this, and standing next thank, thank to you. Rex, thank you. Standing next to you, Adolin walks up and she grabs your other arm and lifts it up. Well done. That was that was a surprise and impressive. Thank you. Thank you very much, Adolin. Again, I repeat my what I said earlier. It was an honor to duel such a fair maiden as yourself. Well, I'd like to say that that was insulting, but that kind of put me off my footing a little bit, even though I scored that point on you. That was interesting. Interesting tactic there. Dude, nothing like a dwarf <laughs> outfencing an elf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolute legends, dude. Um, I told is... you guys to good, do good. Look how sweaty he is. Yeah. <laughs> She's just You're like... You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> put that down That's the first she does kneel down, though, towards you. I heard you lost your last match, and it was just a, just a smashing loss. Yo. Were you saving <laughs> your real tricks? Well, it was just, um, I wouldn't want to say it was a fluke to, to discredit what you've performed. It was just, I was more in my game today. 
but it was still with what I was put uh, put forth today. A very, very big challenge, and I'm just very glad that I, I was that I was able to fight you. I'm I impressed. Will... Thank it you. Makes sense considering who your father is. He trained you well. Thank you very he much. He actually Adeline. did that to hike up the betting prices. So <laughs> uh-huh. A little kvothe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she nods um, and just kind of like pats your back and and then um, she does reach forward and give you a handshake. And I shake that her was, hand. It was well fought. <laughs> she steps away. Well, I mean, you have won. So, according to the rules, um, you get this. And Rex kind of like rifles around in his pockets and pulls out a small sack of coin that he like you, you see it's bigger than the one you received last time and he turns to Adolin and tosses it to her and then he rifles around and one slightly bigger than that one and he just throws it <laughs> to you oh, Very nice. your first victory make sure I mean we have we have people here with the league who saw it so your next one you're going into with one loss one victory bring it home son thank you in that thank moment you, as Six this seven. Like, <laughs> gruff-voiced guy says this to you. You don't hear his voice. You hear your dad's as he says, bring it home, son. And then you kind of, like, snap out of it a little bit. He's like, all right, I think your friends want to celebrate with you. Look oh, up. Oh, oh. <laughs> just psychotic. <laughs> Titus is just like, he's got glowing face paint on. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Yeah. So happy for my friend. <laughs> so with that, um, you are thrown this small pack of coin. Um, looking within it, there is 12 gold, uh, 25 silver. All right. Put, Put that man in the box seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then after after um, grabbing the co- ba- uh, bag of coins, I reach out for the guys who came in, but specifically Titus, and I'm just, just happy and celebrating with them. It's like, I did it! I did it! Dude, there's a bunch of random people you've never even met who are all like, we knew you could do it. Yeah, we knew you could do it. And some people, they're like, yeah, sure, right. you bet against him. <laughs> but yeah. There, there are a lot of people that like claim to have, have been like betting in your favor or we're excited to see you win. And it's, it's a nice change of pace from mm-hmm. last time. Last time you were quickly kind of just ushered out of the ring and mostly forgotten. But this time, you're getting that moment that that Dragonborn had last time. You're getting that moment of everybody's like, Whoa! but even more so because it's you know deep down there are a lot of people here that probably didn't expect this going into it. And so there's even more of this screaming praise. Um, so Unduvious uh, offers to buy a bunch, way too many people at this uh, entertainment, like sports bar, basically drinks. And he, he ends up counting up his coin and we should go. We should get out of here. Literally, <laughs> what? I wanted to. Well, like, offered too many people. We should go. Uh, <laughs> and he, like, pays the bartender who, like, looks at him and he, and he, like, puts it in this big sack and, like, ties it off. Like, he ties it a bunch so the guy has to untie it. He's like, here you are. Let's go. <laughs> I paid the bar. I paid the tab. Everybody's happy. We should go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> um, no wonder this guy has a Did you uh, try to use your wow. illusory magic? <laughs> <laughs> The bag, bag was very full of silver. <laughs> Got it! <laughs> um, but you guys were able to stay for you know the better part of like an hour um, afterward, enjoying the 
the rest of the festivities, there were some other games. Like um, there were <laughs> there was some like displays of these individuals like riding around on the longhorn bulls, jumping over and through things. Fairly impressive considering their horns are so long. Um, but it was fun celebrating his victory. Onduvius just kind of like he claps you on the back and is so proud of you for winning. <laughs> See, this is why we all had to come. I knew you'd do such a good job. Um, but after your hour and he pays the he pays the tab and realizes that he was short, uh, he kind of ushers everyone away. Is there anything anybody wanted to do there? Uh, just a quick question: mm-hmm. uh, Do I get would I get any uh, inspiration for this victory at all? You know what? Ooh. Thanks for reminding me. It's been a while since we played. I will give you a D four of inspiration. Woo. That's right. First inspiration of the game. I don't know. I felt really good about conquering that. <laughs> That's true. And that's your reward. Okay. Good. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, this comes off of him just doing one and losing horribly. Yeah. So, I'm just kidding. It was um, pretty bad. <laughs> just kidding. It was worse than that. No. Uh, you weren't even here. On your way back, <laughs> though, towards, just... What's good? Towards the beginning, uh, once everybody had, like, went to the bar and got drinks, I wanted to try to find uh, Adeline. Or, right, that was... Oh, name. towards the end? Oh, of, like, the next show? You go try and find the... Mm-hmm. Sure. Um... Pretty easily, she is sitting there, kind of sipping on something, like, very elegant looking, and she's watching whatever the next event is. Is she yellow? Is she yellow? Alone. <laughs> is she, is she yellow? yellow? <laughs> um, no, maybe with envy. Blue at the um, she is alone. She's There's alone. a couple of people that you see while you're walking up that walk up to her and, like, tell her good job, but for the most part, it doesn't seem like she really had... There was a cheering section because everyone was kind of cheering against Ghibli at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But now... There's really nobody left to, like, ah, oh, you you got it next time. I walk over. I would love to buy you a drink. You did amazing out there. Close game. Oh, thank you. And I get her. I bar- go to the bar and grab her a drink and bring it. Or she's at the bar. So mm-hmm. I just she's already her. got something, yeah. so you could offer to pay for what she yeah, has. And for the, next one. The, the bartender kind of just force over. Yeah. Uh, where are you? Where are you from? I am from uh, Ishana. Ishana, okay. Have you ever heard the name uh, Druvir? I'm sorry? Uh, the surname Druvir. Druvir. I'm sorry, I can't say that I have. It's okay. Somebody know? Just wondering if they've ever made it out to this neck of the woods. I don't think they have. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with any Druvirs. Is it a, is it a family name? Mm-hmm. An elven name? Yeah. Okay, um... No big deal. Just uh, you know, I mean, I almost a century ago, so many of us got so separated, and there still are families to this day who have not seen each other. And I think they're mostly ever in Marenthal. But I was hmm. just wondering, because, like you said, families have gotten separated, didn't know if there right. had been part of a family over on this side. I'm not a good example of whether there is or not. And I don't uh, expect every elf to know everybody either. <laughs> well, that would be a little dangerous. <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, if I did, I'd tell you, but I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know the name. Well, it was great seeing you, and congratulations. Oh, my last name's Druvia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think about that. Whoa, yes, I did, though. Well, my middle name. I hope you enjoy the rest of your <laughs> evening. My middle name is Druvia Backwards. Uh, well, you as well, thank you. Thank your you. companion there did a magnificent job. No, I mean, I was utterly surprised. Me as well. All honesty, I bet on you 100%. <laughs> oh, well. That's 
Mixed feelings, you know? You know. Girls got to stick together. Of course. Yeah, so you guys made a real bet, huh? On yours as well. So her dream I bet against you. Yeah, he bet against you and I bet against him. Wow. <laughs> so you guys just what, like swapped? Yeah, we yeah. broke wow. <laughs> Were you betting with each other? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, okay. I walk by her and I say, good job, but in Elvin. She kind of like... Oh, I was talking to her in Elvin as well. Okay. As you walk oh, no, by, you no, just kind of say it in her general vicinity. She turns and looks at you. And in Elvin, she says, Feywild? Yeah, I can smell it. Oh, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, what gave it away? The smell or the giant moth? Where? Which court? I have family in winter. Make sure I say the right one. Spring. Spring court. I should have guessed. You have a floral look to you. Well, um... Have you ever made it to the Winter Courts? I have not. Mm, they're beautiful. Um, you're, I, can, I can smell the Feywild on you, and it just it reminds me of family. Thank you for that. Uh, what are you doing here? Pollinating. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Collecting dust. <laughs> <laughs> Working on my studies. Fascinating. Collecting knowledge from my family. All types of knowledge of gods, deities. Huh. Okay. That's uh, that's fascinating. I uh, I don't think I've ever met one of your kind before. Um, pardon my ignorance, but or uh, um. Do you have a family name or something I may have heard of before? Or Skarls. Hi. What I am. Oh, okay. Well, I'm an elf. Happy to meet you. I've, I've never met a Skoros before. Mothman, for short. Well, for the layman. For the, layman, for the common people. <laughs> um, well, it was a pleasure meeting you. What was your name? Lumen. Lumen Deasai. Lumen Deasai. Well, that is a beautiful last name. Uh, it's nice to meet someone of our ilk, rather than all the, the ruffians here. Put the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Lumen's secretly a little elitist. <laughs> uh, well, enjoy your night. Enjoy your celebration with your friend. He did a fine job. Surprise me. I, uh, I it's not often it's not often that a, a dwarf uh, takes up this vocation but uh, he has skill and he has good teachers and for a dwarf he's he's lithe it's, it's impressive well enjoy your night I'm going to get going thank you uh, at this point Unduvious kind of like taps you on the shoulder uh I gotta go to the bathroom. Well, where's the bathroom then? Well, certainly not here. Uh, uh, it's just right over there behind that building. All right then. 
after, or maybe before. This is still during yeah, okay. the. Oh no, this is now after the. Oh. After everyone's leaving, um, it was just just before you guys go. It's kind of a long walk. Can I use the? I walk in there. Okay. And then I bring. I'll just you know pick him up and drop on the ground. Okay. I'd like to accompany them. Sure. Um, the two of you accompany him to these. There's just basically these outhouses. Uh, they are just holes in the ground. Unduvious kind of like, uh, onto the ground. Reaches up, grabs the handle, opens the door, just uh, walks inside, shuts it. You guys wait there, the two of you, while Unduvious is doing his business. He's in there for a few minutes. Silence. You in there still? Yeah. All right, then. Then the door drifts open silently. He steps out. Door shuts. Ah, back to the tower. All right, then. I pick him up, put him back on. Goody. Uh, I hid something in there. <laughs> Just a secret note for the next guy to find. What's it written in? <laughs> well, nothing crazy. Paper. That's good. What did you think? Oh, savages. <laughs> I'll go into the bathroom. Okay. There a note? Make an investigation check. It is foul in here. It is quite literally a hole in the ground with a little wooden, like, I don't have a sense of smell. Sit on. 16. 16? Are you, like, rifling around in here? Yeah. You look around. There's some planks of wood. You pull back. You don't find anything. You lied. Okay. Edvard will remember this. <laughs> okay. Edvard uh, leaves. Edvard speaks in a third person. The two of you leave, rejoin with the group. You all make your way back. Returning to the tower. Um, a fairly eventful night. A wonderful experience and time uh, spent watching your friend succeed and be rewarded for it. Uh, Anduvius unlocks the tower and, and walks in and as he does he kind of just stops and ah, I love the smell of home well it's late I'm tired I'm hungry we should make something to eat and then go to bed sound good? agreed oh, and uh, over the next 30 minutes or so he he prepares a simple meal for anybody that would like to eat it. It's just like potatoes and pork and stuff kind of fried up real quickly. And he does a lot of magical things, lifting the, the pots and pans over to his cook surface and all that. And, um, if I could, I'd like to skip dinner while he's okay. doing all this and go to his room. To his room? Yeah. Okay. Uh, going to his room, uh, what are you doing? You walk up there, the door is unlocked. Looking for a bookshelf. Looking for a bookshelf? Yeah. There's a small bookshelf uh, <coughs> next to his desk. I am searching for a particular book. Uh, okay. The Mysteries of Necrosis and the Effects of Their Own. Okay. Roll an investigation check. Uh, I can... Oh, not good. Eleven. You, you look around for ten minutes or so... Um, you're checking different books, even opening books up that have different titles, just to see nothing. However, you do, while you're looking, hear something get, what sounds like something falling in the room above you. And a slight and then a rolling of something on the ground. 
Well, I go to the room above me. Running up to the room above you, opening the door, just inside, you see standing in the center of the room, or I should say floating, this large wraith, billowing black smoke, standing there, floating in this room. This, these, like, spectral, smoky appendages shooting out from its, from its center mass in every direction of the room, lifting and destroying everything in here, looking through like this, this, the bookshelves and throwing books on the ground, now getting much louder, not caring. That's the initial sound you heard was it knocking something over, but now just tearing the room apart, looking for something. And as soon as you walk in, it looks straight at you, these dark red eyes burning like coals, looks right into your soul. And it's this loud, shrieking sound that sounds like it's miles away as it opens its mouth and hear wind rust, rustling in from the balcony as it looks you dead in your eyes. I think that's where we'll leave it for next time. What? 